0: Hello. Welcome to Ray's Music Reviews, an installment on the Go Home Heat podcast roster, genre, whatever you call it. Network. Network. Yes. Today we're doing a bit of a special episode. Um, we haven't done one of these in a while. Actually, you probably haven't heard me talk in a while. <laughs> I, I am your host, Ray, and we are joined with... KP. KP? K. all right (laughs) 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 this this special topic will be specifically on specifically albums that I've changed my mind on specifically albums that we've already reviewed changed since changed my mind on It's not necessarily any more complicated than that, but I I will say I do want to reinforce the idea that my uh, some of my scores are extremely light. I I am not as strict on my ratings as a lot of people are, and I, I think that's just the way that I am when it comes to specific albums and specific music so yeah should we start into this uh I'll, first i'll give you guys an example the first album review we ever did was on credence clearwater revivals green river and i think i set no no i did say that i gave that album a 9.9 9 out of 10 an exact 9.9 9. but now i'm i'm not feeling as crazy about that record it's a very good record it is a very classic record uh, but um i think a 9.9 or almost a 10 is pushing it for me i wouldn't exactly call it an all-time favorite so now i'd maybe feel a bit more of an 8 or something around that area to that record
1: right do you think that maybe you were ranking it as in its place in history rather than what you particularly thought of it um, knowing that creedence clearwater revival is this is this huge band? Yes. Yeah.
0: I I also think that and this is this is a thing with like the earlier days of this music podcast that I think I was really giddy with a lot of my reviews, right? I, I was way nicer to put it in a better to put it in a more not nicer if that is a way to put it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, the the earlier reviews that we did a lot of them way um really giddy to give like i was like oh when's the next 10 gonna be
1: right (laughs) yeah Uh, well to to be fair too though we only picked albums that were fairly yeah famous like when you're doing pet sounds and you're doing lauren hill you're doing you know you're, you're picking these records that are rolling stone thinks are eight nine tens yeah you know
0: Speaking of pet sounds i kind I kind of have a similar thing with that not not necessarily I do still think it is I gave it a ten yeah uh, when I reviewed it, and not necessarily to say that I don't think that that album is as, as great as everyone says it is but i do i I do think that i I don't know it feels weird to score that album <laughs> why is that? well, just mainly because like i don't I don't know like the the rating system like I don't know how that <laughs> No, an album, like, as monolithic as Beach Boys' Pet Sounds, right? you know, it feels weird to score that. Right. <laughs> CCR is similar. See, CCR is similar, but I, I mean, I don't know, I feel more comfortable scoring a CCR album. Okay. For some reason. It's just a personal thing. But um I, 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 I'm not really going to change the 10 score on Beach Boys Pet Sounds. One score that I will actually change for the better was that I remember when I did the Lauren Hill. I did not give that a 10. I gave that a 9. And I must say, that album is absolutely a 10 out of 10. And it completely deserves a 10 out of 10. It's hard for me to find flaws within the miseducation of Lauren Hill. Right, it's uh, in, in 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 that
1: sense, right? She has a reputation as the top female rapper of at least her generation, if not of all time. I, I, I mean, and I it's don't know. Based who would... Largely on two records, this being one of them, <laughs> the score being the other. Yeah, and in that that one thing with her and Nas. Which and I'm not knocking that. I'm I'm saying I get where you would think a ten fits because when you're placed that high on a pedestal based on well, no, that's, two two bodies of work. That's, that's, pretty even, pretty that's high not high even that's not even like a popular
0: opinion thing. I think that's just my opinion. I, I I think that that album is a ten out of ten. Absolutely. And I I think that I was underscoring it giving it a nine. What did I give it? Like a nine and a half? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, another album, Uh, Billy Joel's The Stranger. I think I gave this, like, stronger nine, maybe. Um, I'm feeling more of a a strong eight. One thing is that mainly I thought about a a lot of Jared's points in this album, uh, specifically with scenes from an Italian restaurant. Another album uh, that I quite think about, Red Hot Chili Peppers' Californication. And this is quite different from the other albums that I've talked about recently. Because I remember we were quite harsh on this record. Not necessarily saying that it was bad, but saying that it was bloated and not as good. Like, again, Jared specifically was quite harsh on this record. Um, he gave it a 6 out of 10, which I do quite disagree with. And I also felt like in that review I did downplay a bit how much I liked this record. Do you remember what you gave it? I gave it a, a 7. You gave it a 7? Yeah. Around And whilst I do think that this album is flawed, of course, a lot of the production is weird. The, the The production mainly is the problem with this record. It does have around, like, maybe two, three songs I would take off, which sounds like a lot. But I think that this album at its core, however, is beautiful. And I think that going into this record, we were a lot more expecting the red hot chili peppers to do a blood sugar sex magic thing where it's oh it's funky and it's all this but californication is much different it's much more a laid back and introspective record which i respect honestly i may even respect more and like more than blood sugar sex magic there are some there is some nostalgia with how much i like this record of course californication is a song that I've heard forever, Scar Tissue as well. If I were to choose a least favorite song on the, off this record, however, it would be I Like Dirt.
1: I like dirt. I like dirt. Yeah, I, th- I think it's I like dirt. strange, I like because
0: dirt. that was the one that you two liked quite a bit. Whilst I do think it's fine, I guess, I do have a problem with it not really standing out like a sore thumb in the record. It does not fit the the normal flow of the album at all, um, I also feel... It would,
1: it would fit in better on Blood Sugar Sex Magic.
0: Yeah, and I feel like that's why you guys liked it, because it was what you were expecting from this record.
1: Well, I mean, I'd already heard this record. Well, yes, but
0: that was like, what, 2000? <laughs> mm-hmm. That was a long time ago. This is probably my favorite project that the Chili Peppers have done. So originally I gave it like a, straw, like a 7, um, right now, I made I'd give it like an eight, an eight or so, stronger going in. Oh, oh, specifically, I gave Mad Villainy an eight or so. My opinion was wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. I don't really have a justification for that score. So, <laughs> what do you think this record is? Um, I think this record is, and this record is a strong ten, easily one of the greatest. Do you, Do you recall why you gave it an eight? I think I gave it an eight because maybe a lot of maybe because a lot of the songs felt kind of chopped, chopped up a little Mm -hmm. like it was it was chopped up into a lot of different songs. But I think that so why does that change calling that a flaw is necessarily not that that is kind of missing the point of the record. What is the point? Uh, the point of this record is just how much fun that MF doom Madlib had. And I, I feel like throughout this record and throughout this this borderline masterwork to see a one of the greatest rappers of all time, MF Doom. I know you may disagree with that, but specifically, the way that MF Doom constructs his flows, the way he constructs his lyrics is masterful. Um, And also Mad Lib's production with how um, he makes everything sound like a comic book, popping off the page and everything. It is so good. It is so inhumanly good. Just strong 10. Another record that I would kind of like to change a little would be the Strokes' Is This It? Mm -hmm. Um, I think I I had originally given this an 8. I will give this a 9. Uh, I don't think any album better conveys the feeling of tiredness than Is This It does.
1: Do you remember why it was an 8 before? 8's still a pretty good score, by the way. Yeah, it is. Why was it an 8, though? I do not
0: quite... It's not that I don't quite recall. It's that um, I don't think there was necessarily that much of a reason. I think it was just because, oh, a 9 special score. Ah. You know... The, the more I've delved into music, the more I've kind of grown to appreciate how I don't think any other record has conveyed the feeling of tiredness, has conveyed the feeling of feeling done, than the Strokes Is This It has. That is a praise I can only give to Is This It. And for that, I think it is a strong 9 out of 10. Do you want to talk
1: a little bit about the your first ever concert experience? Oh, at... Shaky Knees Festival? Shaky Knees Festival. like to go through um, a little bit of that? I know that, in theory, we plan to try to dive into some of the artists we've seen's discographies and, and along the road and maybe talk about the sets independently like that, but do you want to just talk about in general the... The, the show d- was very good.
0: The show is show, a very fun time.
1: Right. You were... Uh, what were your favorite... The top five shows I saw? T- I don't know if I would ever
0: uh, specifically say top five, but I will say that Idols were absolutely be the best to put on a show. At, at yeah. Shaky Knees that you saw? Yeah, at Shaky Knees that I saw. Not. I, why did you
1: think that? Why? I mean, you were there, dude. <laughs> Correct. Now, for me, the reason why I thought that what I saw from the Idols was unique to that setting and felt more aggressive than everything Mm -hmm. else I'd seen was because it wasn't on the big stage yeah. because it wasn't in a field. It was in like this Quonset hut setting, a half aluminum roof. And then you had the sides were empty and the back was, was open air. Mm -hmm. And so that was allowed, but because of the way it was set up, it had this feeling that you were seeing them on their way up into something more. Like you were seeing them in a bar, or you were seeing yeah. them in a club, or you were seeing them in a Quonset hut or mm-hmm. something like that—a shed, you know—and and then the the content of which they deliver is one of the more upbeat, happy, but yet aggressive things. It's it's a message of yeah. love, but it's a message of love through strength. Yeah, <clears throat> and the the intensity, the the audience. Slamming into one another and the you know separating the crowd and then having them come back in and ram into each other again all of that gave it just a really incredible feel along with how good they did playing.
0: I would say maybe my second favorite was run the jewels run the jewels do you want to talk about why their energy was
1: so unique compared to what the other bands were doing
0: yeah um I think they were the only hip hop group on at the show, or at least the only one we we saw well yeah. LP's production and just their their banter on stage—it was
1: just—it was all just quite great. The whole thing is based as like Killer Mike is kind of the meat of it, but the way they the way LP obviously him being the producer and the DJ in the and not not in the other yeah he's the producer and the other rapper he is two thirds of the groove. Right, but what he does is he paints a picture around Killer Mike. He's the setup man for yeah. Killer Mike to back clean up, right? And he sets up Killer Mike's rhymes, he sets up the beats behind Killer Mike. And then when he is so good as a counterpoint to what Killer Mike does, you know, it, it's yeah. really neat to see them work together and the obvious affection they have for one another, along with the fact that they happen to have a working cohesion. As well, it's very. I, I thought it was fantastic. I enjoyed yeah. it as well. It's quite fantastic. Mm-hmm. Well, we Phoebe s- Bridges was quite good. Uh, talk about Phoebe Bridges a little bit because I know that you were really impressed by that set. Phoebe, 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 Phoebe. Phoebe. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. You you said she she opened up with.
0: She opened up with her three biggest songs: Motion Sickness, Kyoto Garden Song. Mm-hmm. I just think that statement is that that's just extremely powerful (laughs) right it was really insane because um there were people next
1: to us like crying right (laughs) right there were people next to us crying the cool thing to me about her set was there are multiple things but for one thing she does save a lot of her vocal range for important moments yeah and that makes what she's doing it underlines what matters yeah you know and that's a neat thing you know she's got this nice large band behind her with the violin and Mm -hmm. and all of that and the violins and all of that and then you have the singers in the background and then it's a beautiful way of presenting what is quite often again it's a passive way of presenting not passive is the wrong word I think beautiful is the right word a beautiful way of presenting important content and aggressive content and content that matters as she talks about how this song's about this person who, or these people that don't believe the way I believe, or this song's about people who spit on me in this situation. You know, those things. You can feel how normal she can be with so much talent streaming through her. I thought it was, I was really, I I was impressed by it, but I think you were more impressed than I was impressed by it. I really thought you got into that set. Yeah, no, it was great. Right, you um, like Modest Mouse, I believe. Uh, I did quite like Modest Mouse. He's a he's a he's a trip, isn't he? Isaac Brock is an insane person. Yeah, but in a good way.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, just like you, just like do some digging on Isaac Brock because that dude is an insane
1: person. <laughs> he's really into taxidermy. Yes. I don't know how somebody learns that they're into taxidermy on accident. I I have no clue how somebody learns. That Where'd you there. say he's from? He's from, like, Montana. Oh, so maybe he came about it naturally by hiding bodies. <laughs> it's entirely possible, correct? <laughs> you think? <laughs> oh. I, I, also, I also, like, I, I felt like the first night we were really blown away by St. Vincent. and the, Saint,
0: Yeah, St. Vincent, okay. The town, the she's quite night, a guitarist. She's the also, first night, go was, ahead, go originally,
1: ahead. the first night was not going that great for me. Right, I remember. I remember. I'm, I'm just saying that, because, like, it, it was just... Well, for all of us, it was the first time we'd been around things post-pandemic. And for you, pandemic starts and you're about 12. And so this is the first time you've been around crowds like that, period, in that environment. And so the music has... Let me say it this way. I don't like being around tons of people like that close together unless the music is bringing me closer to the stage. Yeah. And so in this scenario, right... St. Vincent, I believe, was the first time the music brought you towards the stage. And then the Foo Fighters, of course. And then Mac DeMarco. The... Right. You, yeah, you did like Mac DeMarco a great deal, Mac right? DeMarco. You want to talk about that a little
0: bit? Mac DeMarco was quite good. Um, he was vibes. He was extremely vibey. He can, you, was just can you describe his music? Quite psychedelic. Quite indie. Mm-hmm. He, that, that's the thing. He was kind of the dude that a lot of people started ripping off for an indie style. Okay. A lot of people say that he ruined indie because everybody rips him off. Right. <laughs> uh, there are some synths, some lines, some chill guitar. Just an
1: extremely vibe. Pretty much everything he does is chill. Yeah. It's very, yeah. I, I, I thought it was fun too. But then we went to the Foo Fighters. And they played for like two straight hours. Of hits. Yeah. They're an amazing... David Grohl is a force of nature. You know, he's an amazing And, I,
0: and I, listen, I've never been the biggest Food Fighters fan.
1: Me neither. Straight up. Me I me neither. Uh, but, like... but they straight up played I they didn't play a song I didn't know.
0: I mean I, I I mean Everlong's one of the greatest songs ever written.
1: But that Well the other thing is too, you, you know, <laughs> they go out there and they play an hour and forty five minutes worth of hits. Yeah. Right? And then they do Hero. Then they do Everlong. Then they I mean their kid you know what I mean? Like they still have more to give you. Yeah. Then they do um, "Best of Me," right? When 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 you can when you can hit you with forty five minutes worth of hits, and then give you five songs that are songs that will always be remembered, right? That's pretty high level lifting right there. And then Dave never stops running. He never stops singing. The only time he took a break was when uh, Taylor Hawkins. He has a wonderful banter he does with the crowd, by the way. But then Taylor Hawkins comes from behind the drum kit and does Queen's um, "Somebody to Love." Somebody to love, and then they do a breakdown. Of course, when Taylor gets off the kit, Dave, the former drummer of Nirvana, gets on the kit, and we get Dave showcasing there because Taylor takes that time period to challenge Dave to do things like bottom style drums and funk style drums and stuff like that, which allows him to. Further showcase what a great artist David Grohl is. Which is, I thought it was incredible. I thought the whole weekend was incredible. I, I was really pleased with what happened. Now, the strokes, I guess we should talk about. They were, I want to say this I enjoyed the strokes, and I think I you did. I enjoyed too. it. <laughs> right? Where, uh. He showed up drunk. Did he show up drunk or did he show up sick? Well, we don't know not fair to say, right? Yeah, I'd, I'd, I mean, I don't know. He did say yee-haw and take a slug out of his drink. Probably. Might have had a drink. The former. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's funny because, like, like you said, um, when we talked about it, the band was spot on. Yeah, when they played, they were great. When he could, you know, he did get confused a couple of times on lyrics. and like. Well, never, night. like, during a song. Well, a couple times it. he said, because he messed up a lyric during the song. Yeah. But he did. I thought it was, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Like I said, if I'd, if I'd seen him any scenario like that, it's all that said, I would have been fine with it. It was good. Now, I will say this. They announced post-show they were going to do a show at the Barclays Center with Idol. And I recommend he show up sober that night. Uh, yeah. Because the Idols are going to blow the roof off the Barclays Center. And his crew is perfectly capable of matching that. Yeah. But he's going to have to be on his game to do it. In sports, and it's not sports, it's not a competition, you know, that's that's true, but it's tough when the band that comes on before you is off the chain, uh-huh. or as as James Brown once said about the Rolling Stones, nobody goes on after me, and then he went out there and showed them why, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, is that a wrap, man?
0: Uh, I think that's a wrap, yeah. This, okay. this was just a little throwaway episode for some fun.
1: Don't you know. tell them to throw it away. But anyway, yeah, we're no, back no, on no. track now. We're going to try to you do know. something on Run the Jewels next week. It's a little right? experimental episode. That's what life's about.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think next week we're doing something with Run the Jewels.
1: We hope so. Doing a
0: little, yeah, hopefully.
1: We'll pick, we're, we're the three of us, me, you, and our man Jared are going to pick which one of the Run the Jewels records is our favorite. Yeah. And a discussion will ensue. Sure. Go Home Heat production, copyright 2021. Um, this has been a Go Home Heat production copyright 2021 check out our friends at the game project the giant go home